Sheila, when you were a little girl back in Scotland, you, you asked your mother an interesting question. Is God still awake? Do you remember that day? And what did she say? I, I do, Richard, actually. I was, yeah, I, I had gone up to bed, but I wanted to talk to God about something. But I wasn't sure if I had to wait to, to Sunday. I didn't know um, what hours God kept. And so I came downstairs and I asked my mom that question. Mom, is God still awake? She said, what do you mean? And I said, well, I just I want to talk to him about something, but I don't know if he's still up. And my mom assured me that God is open 24-7. And so that's really where, where that question came from. It is kind of amazing that, you know, without any, any gear, any electronic uh, equipment of any type, we can talk directly to God, isn't it? I know. I think that's one of the greatest gifts um, that we're able in the worst days and the best days, no matter where we are in the world, um, that we can talk to God at any time. At what age would you say you became a a solid believer? Well, I I was 11 years old, and my mom took me to hear Scotland's only gospel group. It was a group called the Heralds. And I remember at the end, the evangelist, Ian Leach, talked about the fact that God had no grandchildren. He only had sons and daughters. And there was something about that that really struck me. And so that night, I actually, I didn't go forward, although a lot of people did. I went home and then I asked my mom if she would pray with me. And even though I was just 11, I had lost my father when I was five. So having this relationship with Jesus was huge for me. So as an adult, you've experienced a whole lot, including a time you describe as a low point. What was that? Yeah, I spent a month in a psychiatric hospital. And, you know, it's really interesting how sometimes God will take us to a prison to literally set us free. My father um, had a massive brain injury when I was five, and he became quite violent with me. And eventually he was taken off to a psychiatric hospital where he managed to escape and he, he killed himself. And I had always dreaded a place like that, you know, that I would ever end up like my father. And that's actually what happened. I went from being the co-host of the 700 Club one morning, and by that evening, I was in the locked ward of a psychiatric hospital. But I discovered the truth of Psalm 34. When David wrote, when he was at one of the worst places in his life, he wrote that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I found that out in the least likely place of all, my room in a psychiatric hospital. Acknowledging your need at that time, the the mental health situation, how much bravery would you say it took? Well, initially, I didn't even intend to ever share that. um, Because to me, there was, I didn't know any other Christians who had any kind of mental illness. I couldn't find any literature on anything like that. And there was still so much stigma attached to mental illness. But I discovered that, you know, I think we get to steward the suffering that the Lord allows us to go through. You know, I can't imagine what a woman who's lost a child goes through. But someone who has, we get to steward the pain that we've been entrusted with and and offer it back to God. And it has really been revolutionary for me to see that the way that God has allowed me to speak out on this subject and let other people know that they're not alone. And this is uh, particularly poignant because with COVID and the pandemic and the lockdowns and so forth, we understand that uh, the mental health issues have really skyrocketed. So kind of for a time like this, it's happening? Yeah, absolutely. And my son is 
almost 25. He's in graduate school. And I've had conversations with him and his circle of friends. Many of them really, really struggled during 2020 because they were isolated. They, their classes were all on Zoom. I mean, they just – and we were not designed to do life by ourselves. We're made um, for relationships. So, yeah, I think a lot of people have struggled more in the last year and a half than they've ever struggled before. Now, a little bit earlier, we talked about uh, Is God Still Awake with Your Mother? And you've written a book with that same title. Uh, What do you hope this book will do? Well, I wanted little ones to know that that they could talk to God at any point in their life. I know that life is is difficult for, for many, you know, teenagers and millennials and Gen Zers and, and for other adults. But I want kids to learn at a really early age that there's nothing that's off limits with God, that if they're angry, if they're sad, if they're confused, that they can talk to God and, and he's always listening. In the book, uh, Poppy, the uh, little girl character, asked, does God hear a whisper or do we have to shout? Uh, could you tell us about that? And also, is Poppy actually you? <laughs> That's an interesting question. I think, to be honest, Poppy is me if tragedy hadn't invaded my life when I was so young. Poppy is how I feel I was before my father's um, injury and ultimate death. Um, she was kind of a free spirit. And that's my mom said, that's exactly how you were. Your hair was always unruly. You always had one sock up and one sock down. But if you think about a relationship with God from a child's perspective, we tend to point out that God lives up there. So it would be a natural question, well, do I have to yell? Do I have to shout? Or can I simply whisper his name? When our son was five years old, and I'd written another book for children, and I talked to them about the fact that sometimes the most powerful prayer in the world is just one word. It's just the name of, of Jesus. And the teacher made all the kids write a little thank you note. And one little girl wrote to me, and I've never forgotten. She said, sometimes my mom and dad get angry with each other. And now I know I can go to my bedroom and just say the name Jesus, and he is with me. Wow. So are you hoping to tell the reader, uh, the parent, as, as well as uh, the child who's being read to, or the child is able to read, that, that God cares about the little things in life as well as the, the big stuff? Absolutely. I want children to know that God cares about the color of your nail polish or what you're walking through. I mean, children are now experiencing the loss of people, perhaps at a a more rapid rate than than before. You know, many have lost a grandparent through COVID or or someone else or a teacher in school. And and I, I just want them to understand that Jesus is the best friend they will ever have in life. And on their best days and their worst days, he says, come as you are. In the book, as I was looking through it, the uh, the illustrations are really great. Oh, she's a phenomenal illustrator. She was um, actually born in Poland, and she lives in New Zealand now. But yeah, her illustrations, we looked at lots of different illustrators' work. And the minute I saw her work, I was like, yes, this is perfect. And when she did Noodle the Poodle, my favorite character, she did a great job. What would you like uh, uh, parents and kids to, to take home from this book, you know, the, the permanent memories? You know, one of my prayers before I ever submit a manuscript is that that God, through the Holy Spirit, will do what he intends. And I found myself praying for a lot of parents. You know, and I I had the the book actually released November the 2nd, but I took a couple of copies to a place where I was speaking. And 
a grandparent asked if she could have it. And she said, my my daughter and her husband have kind of wandered away from the Lord. And I'm praying that perhaps when they read this book to my grandchildren, that they will remember that they are loved. That, you know, it's it's not a case of what we stand against or God's not waiting with a hammer to, to hit you if you make a mistake. That God loves you and you get to come to him all the days of your life. Do kids, uh, young children, uh, do they seem to have a, a hardwired sense that that God or something like God, God is real? I, I think so. I think children are born with a sense of wonder. And I think God has an amazing way of revealing himself, whether it's just through the beauty of nature or music. But I do think that. I do think children have a natural, innate sense of you know, there's someone bigger than me who's watching out. And that's why I finished the book with that scripture, that reminder from the Psalms that God never slumbers and he never sleeps. And a child who is never presented the gospel message, can faith and that natural hardwiring kind of get suppressed as they, they grow up? I think that's true. I think sometimes that life can be increasingly difficult as we get older and that can be that vision can get clouded and so it's honestly my prayer that that children and their parents and their grandparents would get a fresh vision of the fact that although a lot of things are shifting in the world one thing that will never change is that God is good and that God loves them and he is watching over them Sheila Walsh appreciate your talking with us sharing your heart it was lovely talking with you